calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Are you talking in your mic? Can you test your sound? Hello, my name is Emily, and I'm loud and obnoxious, and I have a hemorrhoid. Was that good? I think that was great. Okay, great. Welcome to all things internet. I don't know. Whoa, let's. Restart. Welcome to All Things Internet, a show where we talk about whatever we want that usually has to do with the internet, and Emily tries her gosh darnest to fact check some of the things that we talk about. Uh, I'm going to state we are not a news source. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just because I feel like that makes it so we can't get in trouble if we say a news thing incorrectly. Yeah, we're, we're not a source of news. We just talk about what we want that has to do with the internet sometimes. Sometimes. Some, well, what? sometimes we just go on tangents about Most like religion. Our feelings. Gayness. Uh, yep. That's pretty much our three things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> religion, gayness, and our feelings. Dog of the day here is Blaze Boy. And then his paws are doing well. And they were all healed within like four days. I told you they would be. Yeah. He's You're just sobbing in my yeah. street. And I'm like, he will be fine in a week. <laughs> he's a tough boy. He is so tough. Yeah. He's big boy. Emily, how are your feelings this week? Do you need a therapy moment? Um, wow. Uh, you go first. No, I asked you first. No. <laughs> I don't have anything. I didn't think about it. I know me neither. I have therapy in an hour and a half and I didn't think about it. I haven't had therapy in three weeks because for some reason they're not taking my insurance anymore. So. You're just raw dogging it in the I'm, world? I'm just raw dogging it. I mean, TikTok has become my therapy. Like, it's like. Wow. What a great place. <laughs> well, no, it's like TikTok knows that I can't afford my therapy out of pocket. And so all of my for you page is like therapists like talking about what have you learned then oh what haven't i learned yep (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you study for the test and then the paper is put in front of you and then you can't remember anything yes always i can't i could not figure out how to study in high school how to study like i would read things and be like why can't my brain memorize this that's because you have unmedicated adhd 
I like the HD part of that. Yeah. ADHD. <laughs> I have, what, a, what What was that thing I saw online? I don't know what these HDs are, but I have 80 of them. <laughs> That's very smart. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You, you go, you go, you got this. I, I really don't. I mean, um, always. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this could be good. <laughs> um, I have learned when I have a big emotion to not talk about it right away. Boo. But to always immediately talk about it once I'm calmed down. Because uh. I've noticed, because I won't say the right thing in the right time. Fair. This is something I've learned over the past few years where I'm like, I have a big emotion and I'm like, okay, like I've learned to like either separate myself or just completely like ignore it Mm -hmm. and then after the fact take a deep breath look at the facts and then i will like you can't hold on always you're not like you shouldn't always hold on it you should always express your feelings but i always like to do it after the fact when i'm more calm about it okay so i can be less defensive and more open to hearing the other person's side Hmm. because if i'm in if i'm angry at someone yeah right then and there i'll end up like snapping and then it'll just kind of turn into a bigger thing i've always learned to be like that angered me. I'm going to take a beat. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to it. Always come back to it. Yeah. Don't let it slide because then you'll build resentment. But then come back to it and be like, hey, earlier when this happened, yeah. I was upset. And yeah. It, it upset me and it hurt me. Yeah. And like, um, and then it, you can also do where like I was uh, and like, I think it, my feelings were amplified because this was also going on. It takes you, you can, it gives you a moment of clarity. Right. Always go back to it because you don't want to hold resentment. Right. But I think sometimes snapping in the moment can lead to more problems than solutions okay great see if you start it i'm always like yes i've I've (laughs) learned about i got you okay and i have we talked about have i talked about before on this podcast about the check-ins that i do in my relationship i think you've mentioned them okay can can i like go for it okay great therapy moment this is therapy moment i love this and ever since i figured out well i don't want to say i figured out ever since i was taught that this was a thing and we implemented implemented it into our relationship not me and you but me and girlfriend although should we start implementing this um well once every like three to six months you implement it for a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like here we go here are my notes <laughs> and i'm like uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but basically i learned about check-ins so we try to do it once a week and do you want to do it with me Friday check-ins? I would love that. Okay, let's do a Friday check-in. I feel like Fridays are like our cleansing day because Fridays I try and like clean up the office before the weekend. And I always let you leave early on Fridays. You always let me leave early. And then if we do a check-in, it's like cleansing Fridays. Yeah. I'll be like, I was annoyed by this. I think this should be a boundary and just do this instead. Right. And I'll be like, hi, I went home and cried about this. (laughs) Please give me a hug. And then we'll just all be set for the week. It's done. Um, P.S. Me going home and crying could have been you just sneezed a little louder than normal. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I convinced myself you hated me. (laughs) So the thing about you crying constantly is that I'm numb to it now. I know. So it doesn't, if you cry over something, I'm like, so you thought about this. So this was a thought. Right. It's just like how I have thoughts. Right. You just had tears with your thoughts. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't like that because when you're actually upset, I want to know you're actually upset. I mean, when I cry, I I'm am. Not saying, a- I'm not shaming you for crying. Right, right, right. Oh, I know. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when I cry, I don't just oh number one BFF calling um, Joy Emma this time. Uh, when I <laughs> Joy's gonna listen to this. No, Emma put herself in my phone as Emma. Her last name number one BFF. 
And Joy put herself in my phone as Joy, L-O-M-L, Joy, the love of my life. Oh. And so they both have equal name. And then you're just Shrek. <laughs> that seems appropriate. <laughs> it is appropriate. But yeah, no, when I, when I cry, I'm always upset. Like, I don't just like cry wolf. Like, I'm not just like crying to like cry. Like, when I cry, it's because like I actually am upset about something. It, but it's, you're right. Like, sometimes I'll cry because you walked past me more hastily than normal and I'm like oh my god this is it she hates me and she's ending our friendship and then sometimes I cry because I'm like oh I don't know if I want to do this anymore you know and so it's like it's two ends both same reaction so I get it sometimes I hastily walk just because I have to poop a little yes yes um but anyway the check-ins so (laughs) (laughs) the check-ins and I learned about it on TikTok wait I have a question about crying sorry yeah we will talk about the check-ins yeah are there ever sometimes where the next day you go Maybe that wasn't worth a cry. Maybe that was a little overreaction. No. No? I've never regretted a cry. Okay. Have you ever thought back, maybe my emotions were a little too heightened and I... Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, because the cry makes me... Like, it's like validating myself when I cry because it is like it biologically, chemically is a release of emotions, a release of emotions. That's why we cry is because we have Mm -hmm. these, these built up. Like, I, I mean, it's so much more complex than this, but we have all these built up like frustrations and emotions and like literally it is our physical way of releasing that. Yeah. And so and like and it releases all these chemicals that like are supposed to make you feel better and like be more clear minded and, you know, whatever. But yeah, so I've never regretted a cry because it always like validates me, makes me feel better, calms me down. Like it's just a nice release. But there are times the next day or even like two minutes after I'm done crying and I'm like, that really wasn't that big of a deal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right. So, but um, yes. Okay. So the check-ins, I learned about it on TikTok. I mentioned- I your therapist. No. Oh, okay. men- mentioned it to my therapist and she was like, yes, this is like a thing because she's a family in marriage. No. What's it called? Um, F- oh, family in marriage licensed therapist? No. Family in- Marriage and family MF. LT yeah marriage and family licensed therapist right because when you find a therapist you can go to a psychologist who's like has their PhD in psychology like hoity-toity like top top in quotes like it's the highest you can go with a psychology degree and then you have like licensed social workers who also are freaking amazing and then you have marriage and family I don't know, whatever, LMF, I don't know what it's LMFAO? Called. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, shot, 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 shot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and they're all incredible and all offer something different. Um, oh, Blaze has Blaze is scratching his face very poorly. Yeah, he needs help. He's not very flexible. Um, but they all offer something different. Yes. Like, you know, and, and, and whoever you choose, they're going to be amazing. But my therapist right now, she is a... Uh, individual therapist and also like a couples and marriage therapist. Yeah. And so she was like, this is actually something I do. She's like, I'm so glad it's trending around TikTok right now because this is like a thing. It's yeah. been a thing for, you know, a decade. And, and she was like, this is amazing. So she taught me about it. And basically it's, you're supposed to pick the same day and same time every week. So you both know it's coming. Yes. Because if you say to your partner, hey, like, do you want to have a check-in later tonight? Um, no. Just triggered. No. Triggered. I'm going to spend the next... 10 hours when someone says hey i kind of want to talk to you about something do you have any time later i go right now yeah yeah you did that to me <laughs> you i was like no there's i am extremely busy i have no time for this but the world will, cannot continue until you f- tell me what's on your mind you were like i will make time right now because i can't sit with this anxiety yeah so that's why you're supposed to have the check-ins at the and like this is for relationships this can be for roommates this can be like 
uh, employer and boss. Like, yeah. You know, this can be for anyone where you have any type of like relationship, but um, you're supposed to do it the same time, same day every week so that there's no anxiety moments mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's coming and they're amazing. So for me and my girlfriend, we have the same four questions that we answer every single time at the beginning. And then there's always a, a bonus question that my therapist will send me or sometimes like even if my therapist is like, I think you need to go back to this question that you did last week and like okay. redo. Or sometimes if like I don't like the question she sent because it's just like truly not relevant, I'll look one up myself. Like, like, like about penises or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where does the clit exist? Like type of situation, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but these, <laughs> these check-ins, the, the same four questions are always um you start off positive so what is something i did this week that you appreciated yeah and like that i should continue and then it's um what's something that i could work on going Mm -hmm. forward um third is are there any unresolved issues from this week that you want to revisit fourth is oh why am i blanking i've literally done this for seven months now every week for seven months i don't know but basically like that that's the base of it yeah so that if we have something that really isn't that important in the moment, like yeah. let's say this is completely made up, but like let's say um, it's not made up. This is a true story. <laughs> well, she would never. She's literally the sweetest. But if I like came out of the bedroom and I was wearing something and she goes, oh, you're wearing that. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. And she'd be like, OK, like this has never happened. But, you know, just say that's And like in the moment I was like that really freaking hurt my feelings. Like clearly there's something else going on behind that. I wouldn't address it right then because one, we probably don't have time because we're getting out the door. Yeah. Two, like I just I need to sit on it and decide if this yeah. is something that's worth bringing up. But when we do these check ins, it's like you get to talk about those minor things. Yeah. That if you don't talk about it, build it builds. Yeah. And then you start like exploding over these tiny things where yeah. if you had just addressed it, it would be fine. So because if she does it again, you'll be like, why do you always do that? And she goes, I don't always do that. What are you talking about? And she, oh, and like I hate she give does, me an example. Yes. Again, she doesn't do this, but I hate when people do that. Like when you call them out on behavior and they're like, well, give me an example. Um, I'm sorry. Like, do you want me to pull up like my I've had to ask for examples because I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I think asking for examples generally like like can you give me an example of what you mean by that is different than give me an example of when I've done that like I think those are two yeah very different approaches but like that's when I bring it up if she was like so are there any unresolved issues from this week and to clarify me and my girlfriend do this by ourselves we don't do it with a therapist I'm glad you clarified because everyone was very concerned that you did it with a therapist. Not that that would be a bad thing, but like I don't want people thinking like you have to have a therapist to do oh, these right, check-ins. Right. No, 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 no. Um, and so I'd be like, well, I think I'm still like, I'm a little confused. Like this happened on Wednesday. It wasn't like, you know, well, I wouldn't want to invalidate and say it wasn't a big deal, but I, I'd be like, this happened on Wednesday. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, did you mean something by that? Or like, were you just not yeah. thinking? And like these check-ins are freaking amazing because there have been so many times because my girlfriend is very like shy and reserved and sweet and cautious and like she's just this tiny little butterfly of a human like she's just so like fragile and so when I'll when I'll say to her like it's it creates a safe space so I'll be like is there anything that happened this week that we need to address or like hurt your feelings or you know we need to mm-hmm. revisit she'll be like actually and that'll finally because she won't say something in the moment yeah. but that'll give her the space to know like i'm not gonna yell i'm not gonna be mad i'm not gonna be defensive yeah. we're just having a conversation yeah and so like it gives it would give people like us who are very we're not hot-headed but like we do get stubborn and reactive um speak for yourself <laughs> okay great we're both hot-headed. <laughs> <laughs> but like it gives us time to calm down and be like 
I'll save it for the check-in. And then it gives people like our girlfriends who hold things in to be like, I'll save it for the check-in. Yeah, you and I love to talk through everything. Like you and I are are talkers. Yes. And so if I'm not going to talk to the person, I'll immediately go talk to someone else. Yes. I'm trying not to. I know you hate it. I hate it. You hate it when you're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't tell you. You're like, why not? I'm like, I'm going to let you know it's not about you, yeah. but I need to sit on it. Or I'll be like, I need to talk to my therapist before I let the peanut gallery in. Yeah. I do that. I have done that quite a few times where I'm like, I want to talk to my therapist before yeah. I get my friends who are extremely biased. No. To <laughs> trip sh- stuff in my ear. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's, yeah, sa- I, I try and save it, but I need to talk through it. I need to, it, like, I was I was talking with other people about this and it's like literally like once you've spoken it, it's done. So yeah, some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I just need to rant. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So for, and a lot of people like that, I feel like that's true for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but a lot of people hold it. Like your girlfriend mm-hmm. holds it. Once she speaks it, she's fine, but she doesn't feel she has space to speak it. I know, which is so, and I always say to her, I'm like, these are things after she's done telling me, she's like, I know it's not that big of a deal. And like, I- I'm sorry to be bringing it up. I'm like, stop apologizing. Like yeah. this is, you know, whatever. But I always say to her, I'm like, why did you not bring this up in the moment? Like, you've been sitting with this anxiety for a few days. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I was scared. And I'm like, and, and but she'll say she'll be like, I know you're not going to be mad. And I know you're not going to yell at me. And I know you're not going to leave me. But something in the back of my head is like, don't you say it. And I'm just like, oh, like, it makes me sad. I'm like, what do I mean, I- I've asked you, why haven't you talked to me about this beforehand? Like, yeah. there's times where you're like, three months ago, yeah. you <laughs> said this. And I'm like, Em, why in the world did you wait three months to tell me? On January 12th, And I'm like, I don't remember doing it. I apologize and yeah. it won't happen again. I think because like a lot of times, especially as women, we're taught to like gaslight ourselves. Yeah. And we're like, it's really not that big of a deal. You're being emotional. You're making such a big deal out of something that doesn't matter. So in my head, I'm like, uh, maybe I'll wait until she does it again to see if it's like a pattern. But it's like, yeah, no, we should be like saying stuff. And we yeah. don't have to be aggressive about it. No. Like just be like, hey, like. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, what was up with that? You know? Yeah. And it would solve so many issues. But yeah, I'm still working But we're anxious when we say it. It's like, well, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to act all cool, but like your nerves are all getting to you. Your head's hot and your stomach hurts and you got the poops. <laughs> Every time. You're like, hey, I'm just going to run to the bathroom. But just so you know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> I'll like text you from the toilet. What did you mean by this? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think that was a good therapy moment. I agree. Let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. And we're back. <clears throat> All right. Do we have a few medium stories? A big story? Um, we a have, bunch of miniscules? What do we got? We have, let me pull it up again without the laptop this week. We're I, going. I got to tell you, I'm sleepy. Oh, no. I am too. I only got six hours last night. Um, I got seven to eight. Okay. I've been getting solid nine to ten though, and I love it. But the last oh. two nights, I've gotten like seven, and it—I don't like it. I used to function well off of six. Not doing it for you anymore. No, I've gotten addicted to the nine or ten. I love that. It's rude. Um, it's good for my soul, my organs, my skin, everything. It is. I know. Did you? Okay. Fun fact. 
Did you know I learned this like three months ago? Scientists don't actually know why we need sleep. They just know that it is necessary, but they can't pinpoint why. Um, yeah, we don't have a like, go delusional. Yeah, but like they, they can't figure out why, huh. like why we require our brains to shut down. Because there's a lot of organisms out there that don't require that. Yeah. But then like if you're like, obviously, if you have like higher thinking and like brain abilities, like your brain has to shut down for a certain amount of time of the day, but they haven't figured out why. Maybe it overheats. Yeah. Right. You can't run your car for 24 hours straight. No. Yeah. You're welcome, scientists. I got it. I figured it out in two seconds. God, get on my level. Idiots. Um, Get your facts (laughs) and figures under control. Um, Okay. So one of the things I saw this week, it was, it says, the article says, YouTube lowers entry requirements for monetization as it seeks to lure talent from TikTok and Twitch. (laughs) Yeah, that's, (coughs) hold on. (coughs) This is actually why I woke up so early. I will randomly wake up and cough for like 30 seconds. No, you're turning into an old lady. I am. Oh, my God. Wow. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Save it for our check-in. <laughs> I No. So when I was on the cruise, I got a tickle in my throat. I was like, oh, no, I'm getting sick. And then I didn't get sick, but I developed a cough. Okay. And I had a really bad cough for like uh, two weeks. Yeah. And then it went away. And now it's like every other night. I'll wake up and just be like, <coughs> and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> and it's like literally every other night. And this morning I, at 7 a.m., I woke up and I had a cough and I was like, ah, and I, I got out of bed and I was just like, because if I'm standing up or sitting up, yeah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's when I'm laying down mm-hmm. or if my stuffed animal touches my throat. <laughs> yes. Nothing. Keep going. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's why I had to wake up because at 7, I just had a cough attack and then I was like, might as well get up. Okay. That's all. I was just coughing to tell you that's why. Thank you. You're welcome. You I thought you needed to know. You should try and take some Mucinex and see if it helps. Okay, coming in with ideas. Again, who needs doctors? You have Emily. Who needs scientists? You have Rachel. We got this. We got on this. Lock. Yep. All right. So YouTube is lowering the requirements. Look at I listen to you. To lure people from TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, because they make it so hard to start earning money. Yes. So why would you do that if you could immediately start earning money on any other platform? Exactly. And this is what I'm saying. Once Snapchat entered the chat with this. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I love the enthusiasm. Once Snapchat started uh, implementing this program where they were paying their creators and a livable wage. Yes. Like if you're a creator and like this is your main job and and you have enough subscribers, like they're they're paying you a livable wage. TikTok, they are not right now. You can't just be a TikTok creator. TikTok just redid their thing. So your videos have to be like their new way to pay. They'll pay you a lot. Oh, but it has the videos have to be longer than a minute and has to be an original sound. So Ew. you can't do the little like quirky things that go viral. Right. You have to be making good videos that go viral that are all on your own. So basically they want vlogging to come to TikTok. Yes. Like mini vlog. So I've been deci- I've decided to revamp my channel. I just don't have time because I'm about to leave for New Zealand for two. Yeah. 18 days. Oh my God. I'm going to be gone for 18 days. Whew. And what I want to do with my TikTok, I can't do on the road. Yeah, I know. So maybe it'll be a, a tra- I could just travel <gasps> vlog it. That would be really cool. I'll do daily, mm-hmm. like one minute what we did today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you for this conversation. But we just then had. you can't put a like 
a popular song behind it. It just has to be your voice. Well, it can be, I think it can be royalty free stuff like I grab off of YouTube. Okay. We'll try it. Try it. Welcome to our business meeting. We this have is one what every, we do often. This is what we do every This morning. is how we decide every business step we take. <laughs> it's a random conversation. But what I want to, I'll just announce it. Okay. What I want to do for TikTok is do basic home improvement lessons and like aim it, gear it towards women and women and gays. <laughs> yeah. Basically, who are just like, you know, a lot of that stuff seems daunting. Yeah. It's very uh, cis straight man mm-hmm. world. And anyone can do it it's just kind of scary to step into it because i still go to lowe's looking like i look i have my own freaking tape measure with me and i get old men like you're looking for something sweetie Uh, you need help you look a little lost i'm like i'm standing here in front of the wood with like i have my cart's already full what do you you think i need help entire utility belt on yeah yes (laughs) um and like because i'm like you didn't ask any other other people but there's one dude who i love at Lowe's and he asks everyone the same way the men and the women yeah every like he's always like can I help you and to everybody and so I'm like okay you're fine yeah um but it is daunting because if you don't know what you're doing yeah it's very overwhelming yes there's a lot to learn so I want to do little TikTok videos of like basic things like how to put a drywall anchor in the wall oh yeah you taught me that and now I know how and like now I can do it but I would not have done it if I hadn't have had that lesson yes and you thought at first i'm not making fun of you like this is like a common misconception you're like i have to find a stud right to put the anchor in i was like no you either have to find a stud or you put an anchor in and i would have found the stud and tried to nail the anchor in yes so there's (laughs) that's the thing it's like i want to do home improvement for the girls yes i would love that like yeah we can do it ladies it's totally like and it's not like discriminatory against men right it's just like this is women tend to not do this because it's such a male-run area yes and it's very simple right i would love that yeah that'd be really cool yeah so that's what i want to do but i can't do that till i'm back home with my tools so until then i'll travel i w- yes it would be good you're a you're a diverse content creator i got you guys a little bit you. of everything all right fine i'll start posting on tiktok again fine whatever just do your job fine whatever <laughs> um okay so youtube because snapchat is now paying and apparently now tiktok is paying and what else Twitch, I, f- I always felt like you made a lot of money off of Twitch. Not you as in you, but you as in general. Okay, shade. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I did because I didn't want people being like, oh, Rachel made no, so much I money. No, when I was on it, you can make money. You have to be streaming six hours a day. Oh. You have to, that has to be your life. Right. You can make bank. Uh-huh. My thing with it is, this is something I always struggle with, is it does require you to convince people to give you money oh they, twitch they ha- doesn't pay you twitch does no it's i think yes they do if you're doing certain things there you can put ads on it but it's like people's pay to subscribe basically oh, okay so that they can comp like you can you can do your channel however you want you mm-hmm. can say like only people who are subscribed can comment mm. or only people who have subscribed can view or you can be open to everybody and hope pe- people send you gifts or you put ads on it. Like there's a bunch of different ways to do it. But a lot of ways to make a lot of money is to s- have people subscribe or pay you gifts. Okay. It is such a hard place for me. Sometimes I've, I like, try to do that and I only dabble in it for like a second because like I'm, I'm such an OG YouTuber where I'm like my content's free. Yeah. You're going to have to see an ad though. Right. Like that's just how it, but like a lot of people like are fine and happy to pay money to get extra things okay and 
you know, a lot of people do. There's a lot of people, like a majority of creators do some sort of like Patreon or mm-hmm. something like this. Like there's a lot of podcasts that do Patreons where you can see the video part of it. Mm. Like they'll record it, but we throw ours on YouTube. Right. They have theirs on Patreon. So you can get the yeah. audio anywhere for free. But, but the you, video is certain. Like a lot yeah. of people do stuff like this. And I always, I always try it out and then I always feel weird with it but it's Mm. not wrong it's not wrong at all no okay you're not forcing people if they want to like pay they can it's just my og youtube ingrained brain right where you give free people enjoy free right and then like we both benefit like youtube gives me money and you get entertainment right but you're not like but there's nothing wrong with it yeah exactly there's literally not like right you people pay to for Hulu subscriptions and Netflix subscriptions and Ugh, all triggered. this stuff. I, Netflix. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Emily got kicked out of hers. I got kicked out. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, so anyway, so Snapchat is now paying. TikTok is now attempting to pay. Twitch, apparently, people can just choose pay I, or not. Actually, they. I think Twitch, I just got an email that they updated <clears throat> their paying things. But I didn't look at it because I'm not on Twitch anymore. So basically, Snapchat started this like domino yes, effect. Yes, because they're like, oh, everyone's moving over Snapchat. Why? Oh, why? Why is everyone leaving us? Oh, I'm Snapchat waiting for pays Instagram you? to get their button gear. <laughs> oh, I forgot Instagram existed in this conversation. This, Instagram still isn't paying to my knowledge. I yeah, yeah. I no. Um, but yeah. So YouTube because they're trying to compete with Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. They basically, the requirements used to be that you had to have 1,000 subscribers, uh, 4,000 watch hours uh, in the past year, or 10 million shorts views in the last 90 days. And so this was like really hard to reach, like for new creators. Yes, because you're putting in so much time and effort with no benefit for such a long time. Right, because YouTube, I mean, at least the way that my like, homepage works on YouTube is I don't ever see new videos suggested. It's my subscription. So if you're a content, if you're trying to become a content creator and you don't have any in, like how to start on TikTok. Yeah. And use hashtags and comment on other people's videos. Right. Like you have to hustle on TikTok though, because it's easier to get people for a new person's video to pop up on your feed. Exactly. YouTube, it is so hard to get new subscribers. Right. The only way to do it is to blow up on a different platform and mm-hmm. tell people to go over to YouTube channel. Exactly. So I, I guess I guess YouTube is realizing that like that's why all of these people, like especially Gen Z, are avoiding YouTube. It's yeah. because they made it so hard to earn money and so hard to like earn subscribers and like yeah. you know, whatever. So they lowered I'm it. So glad I got in early. Yeah. There were no requirements back in the day. Really? It was like you monetize um or you think you just you just monetize your channel. Okay. <laughs> Just do it. You have like two subscribers. Monetize your mom it. and dad. And- I don't remember it being, I don't remember it being an issue. Right. With the podcast channel, I remember I had to hit those requirements, but yeah. I was already an established YouTuber where I just told people, okay, go over there. And they and you hit it in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Right. But for new creators, it's almost impossible. Yes. So they lowered it to now you only have to have 500 subscribers, which I feel like is That's doable. Doable. Uh, three valid public videos in the last 90 days. Okay. Or 3,000 valid public watch hours or 3 million valid public shorts views. So instead of 1,000 subscribers and 4,000. <laughs> I just know you're going to hear that on the mic yep. while you're talking and be mad about it. Okay. 
Continue. So instead of 1,000 subscribers, it's 500. And then instead of 4,000 watch hours, you just have to have three valid public videos. So that's... Uh, that's actually... Yeah, I think that's very doable. That's doable. Because what you can do is just create all your videos and then post them all on the same day. Exactly. Or three, within three days. Yeah. And then have people come over right at least 500 yeah and then you're good so i guess they're trying to hop in the game for the pain because like they really are missing out i mean how many people have you collabed with or just talked to in passing who got started on tiktok and you're like oh are you gonna switch over to youtube and they're like no that's too hard like yeah so like becca moore she's a she's a tiktoker and she just did rachel uncensored with me and she's like i tried one youtube video and it's just not it but like she didn't make any money from it Right, exactly. If you see money, you're gonna do anything. You're gonna do it. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, Allie and her wife Holland, they're also on TikTok. They they've asked me a few questions because they blew up on TikTok and Instagram. And then I was just they're like, "What do we do for like?" They started. They're like, "We're doing a vlog channel." And I was like, "Just keep posting." Mm-hmm. And they do. They're they're pretty good at it. But they're they they asked. They're like, "How do we get people mm-hmm. over there?" And I was like, "That is one of the toughest mm-hmm. things." Right. If you figure it out, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is YouTube's way of like incentivizing Gen Z and TikTokers and everyone who like is used to getting immediate platforms to yes. come over to them because they are dying. Like YouTube's dying out and they yeah. know it. So they're like, what can we do to compete? Especially since TikTok is doing long form now. Exactly. So they're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to figure because they try to do shorts. T- YouTube tried to be TikTok, mm-hmm. and while TikTok is like we're secretly becoming YouTube. Oh yeah, and no one. And then Snapchat's like, hey, we'll just pay you, right? And then everyone's <laughs> like, oh okay, great, <laughs> sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. So that's what's happening with the paying platforms right now. Um, and then. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about because uh, I saw this pop up on my TikTok first, and then of course, good old BuzzFeed jumped in with an article about it. Okay. Um, basically, there was let me pull it up. There's this uh content creator, and she was on OnlyFans, and she was making such a significant amount of money on OnlyFans that Pierce Morgan invited her to be on his talk show. And Pierce Morgan is this like gross human. Thank you. Yes. Uh, he's, uh, where did he get his start? Was it, it was like British American Idol. What would it call Brit, Britain Idol? I don't know. Or like he was on there with, uh, Sharon Osbourne. Okay. He's like, he's basically like a Simon Cowell, but for the UK, even okay. though, even though Simon Cowell is from the UK, whatever. Um, but he got started on one of those shows where like contestants would come on and he would be the Simon Cowell of that show. Like he would be just like nasty and mean and like, wow, sounds like a great person. Exactly. And now he has his own, I mean, he's had his own, uh, talk show for a really long time and he is very, um, conservative. Yeah. And like just gross and like, he'll just say stuff where I'm just like, why do you feel the need to exist? But you know, whatever. So anyway, he invited this content creator to this OnlyFans person to come on his talk show. And he was just on complete attack mode the entire time and was like being super like degrading and condescending because his tiny little like male pea brain can't, you know, (laughs) comprehend that women can actually go out and and do things that they want with their bodies. So her name is Elle Brooke. She's freaking gorgeous. Uh, Not as gorgeous as my girlfriend, obviously, but, you know, hot. Um, And... (laughs) And uh, so she went on the show and he started off by saying, 
I'm curious about you being someone who embarks on a law career. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm curious about you being someone who embarked on a law career, was obviously very bright and went to university. You packed it all in just for money to effectively be an online stripper. So he's, he basically boiled down her worth to, you know, how smart she is and how she's throwing it away to be a quote unquote online stripper. And then she claps back with way worse than an online stripper. Online strippers are just naked. I do things that are way more grotesque because only fans like you're performing. Yeah. You know, um, not that strippers don't perform, but like you're pleasuring yourself. Thank you. Um, and so he said just pornography. And she responded with pornography, anything. It's everything that I want to do. And I'm really good at it. I could be a good lawyer. Yes. But also I'm good at doing other things on camera. And then uh, he so I'm going to stop there and then we'll hop into the second thing that he asked her. So basically, he brought her on this talk show in an attempt to humiliate her yeah. for choosing to be on OnlyFans because Girl, she makes so much more money, spends way less time and is her own boss. Right. So, yeah. And she can go be a lawyer whenever she wants. She's only got this body. Yeah. For yeah. right now. Like, right. She has a small window to do her. Right. Literally. So she, <laughs> no. in 10 years. We're done. Bye. <laughs> in 10 years, she can go be a lawyer. Right. If exactly. she has no problem having people watch her, if she enjoys it, if no one's forcing her. Right. Yeah. Go off, sis. Right. And he's basically he. He boiled down her entire worth to, well, you're not using your brains how you should be. Like, she is. It's, thank you. She is. Do you know how smart and hard you have to work to keep up internet stuff? And right. And like to constantly well, like, be coming up with content and knowing how business works. and Or even the fact like being smart enough to know that this is a way easier route. Yes. Like than being a lawyer. Like, Listen, I know some... Not smart people. They don't know how to upload a video. <laughs> exactly. You try being on OnlyFans peers. Um, honestly, he'd probably make a lot of money just because people would want to. Never mind. I'm going to. I had an idea the other day that everyone shut down. It was so rude. <laughs> to start an OnlyFans just to get people subscribed, but I don't actually ever post anything sexual on it. And people just get so mad at me, but I wouldn't care. Like, like you would tell them, like, subscribe. I'm going to post like, something. Hey, I have an OnlyFans. And then all the photos are like just or the videos are just me doing something really awkward and have apps. It's not sexual in the slightest. Can it be like you, like a man on Tinder, just holding like a fish, a dead fish? Yes. Like next to you. like Turned on, ladies. Thumbs up. <laughs> just you with your util- utility belt. <laughs> like I try and like spin the hammer and it flies off. Yeah. For God. <laughs> Honestly, quality content. I know this. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I just thought like. I don't know. And like this is the not the first time that I've seen these OnlyFans creators like attempted to be shamed by non-content creators for like their job choices. Like there are a lot of talk shows uh, and a lot of interviews that'll happen, a lot of podcasts that'll happen where they bring these OnlyFans creators on and especially women. It's you know, always women. You know why they go on? Why? Oh, to freaking promote. They're promoting themselves. It's again, brilliant. I know this. Yeah, you're going, they know, they know going in that they're going to like, these people are going to attempt to humiliate them. Yes. But really they're just getting their name and more business. Because you can't, hum- if someone is successful on OnlyFans, you cannot humiliate them. No. Their skin is so thick. Right. They are so confident. 
Mm-hmm. And you think they don't hear this crap on the daily? Right. They, it doesn't phase them anymore. No. Literally, you're just promoting their channel. Yes. Thank you for the money. Exactly. And like, and yeah, you're right. That's exactly why they go on. Unless like, I mean, I'm sure some of them go on to try and like promote like feminism and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, but yeah, they're just getting more content. So when this, and that's exactly what happened. So he tried to humiliate her. She was basically like, LOL, that's cute. Yeah. And so then he went a different route, which I thought was even more disgusting. And then he said, um, but when, uh, so he said, what are you basically going to do when you have kids? Like, this is going to be humiliating for them. Like their friends are going to pull up your content and how are you going to explain that to them? And they're going to get bullied and, you know, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. And she was like, ew, I have no intention of having kids. Like that's, that's, that's not my route. But then he said, but when you do, so she was like, I've, she literally said, I have no intention of having kids. And he cuts her off and he goes, yeah, but when you do. Because that is her sole purpose in life is to have children. Right. We're just cows for breeding. Right. No, not a chance. Mm -hmm. He said, but when you do, are you going to be proud that you have your little ones and they look at you and say, didn't you want to be a lawyer, mommy? What happened? And you go, yeah, but look at all of my stuff, like referring to like, you know, because she makes so much money because she kept saying she was like, I make so much money on OnlyFans. Like, why the F does this matter? And he literally said he was like, your little kids are going to look at you and be like, mommy, why aren't you a lawyer? And and your response is going to be, Did well, she respond saying I'm not going to have children. She said, well, they can cry in their Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Uh huh. That's really funny. Again, she doesn't want to have kids. She doesn't want to have kids. And like and even if you do have kids, like how about you teach your kids not to be an and bully yeah. my child about my career choices that makes yes. us tons of money and allows also, me to provide. Also, Pierce Morgan is probably the dude where if she was a lawyer and had kids, he'd be like, you should be at home with your children. Yes. No matter what. Like, p- talking to people like Pierce, you cannot win as a woman. No. Right. You're exactly. You're it's a high, sexist poop hole. Yes. You're a high-powered lawyer. You don't spend enough time with your kids. You have a what he considers a reputable job that's not on OnlyFans and oh, well, you should be home being the homemaker. You're a homemaker. Oh, you're just, you know, a leech off of your husband. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be something that they're yeah, angry about. because he hates women. Right. But yeah. But he is probably subscribed to many OnlyFans. I was going to say, you know he's subscribed under a fake name. Yes. To her. Of like, course. Don't, don't even lie. Allegedly. Allegedly. We are not a news source. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was disgusting. And I've been seeing a huge like wave of this coming forward in the past year because OnlyFans is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Because, because other platforms don't pay. Yeah. So these con like, uh, who was it? Corinna. She was part of the vlog squad. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, uh, girl, woman, girl, you know, person, Human. human. Um, and, she jumped over to OnlyFans because um, YouTube, for some reason, I can't remember what it was exactly. So if you know, like, you can say it down in the comments. But she was she was part of the vlog squad, had her own channel, was obviously making a ton of money off yeah. of her own channel, part of the vlog squad, making money off of Instagram. And then for some reason, she was saying that her, like, the income was declining, not but her subscribers were going up, mm-hmm. but the income was declining because yeah. these platforms just were not paying as much as they used to. Yeah. So she was like, F this, I'm going over to OnlyFans. She literally made like seven million in like the first sweep. Bless her. Yeah. And she was at first she wasn't even posting like that risque of stuff. And yeah. like now, like in order to continue making money, I think she's like posting a little more stuff. Um, I don't know because and I'm not saying this like jokingly, like I'm I'm not subscribed to her. And yeah. like I really truly don't believe in like 
looking up people's content if you're not subscribed to them correct yeah because people will go on they'll screenshot her stuff and put it on a free reddit forum and be like here now you don't have to pay and like that's it's That's, it's stealing you know yes and and taking away money so i won't do that but i have heard like i've seen like tweets and stuff saying that she's getting a little more like explicit with her content but like go off yeah oh my god but but because these huge creators are hopping over to OnlyFans, it's become like this new controversial topic where even people who i consider pretty like um forward thinking are like always bringing the kid matter into this i'm sorry there have been porn stars for decades right no one cared until women became their own bosses Mm -hmm. there have been porn stars men all of these men who are against these only fans have been watching porn since they were 12. Right. And not given two cents about the women and the women's children in right. those. Like these porn stars are like, they're not thinking like, oh, what about, do they have children? Right. What are their children going to think? They're right. just getting off on it. Well, like no one and says it to the men on OnlyFans. I, yeah, correct. <laughs> no okay. one says it to the men at all. Yeah. And then now that women are their own bosses and they're, they're not upset that women are creating content. They're upset that they're making so much money doing it. And it, like they're making so much money exploiting you like yes. in the best way, in the most positive way possible. Like like you're the one they're mad because they're taking your money. Yes. And they're being a boss ass person doing it. Yes. And like there. Yeah. I there. I know that there are plenty of Iron Sanctuary. Kevin, mm-hmm. he's on OnlyFans. Oh. Whoa, is he? I don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> he is a really buff, yeah, like dude, right? No man. He has got a daughter. Oh yeah, he's actually and, two kids, I believe. Uh, she's pregnant with her second. I don't think there is any man out there that would be like, dude, what about your kids? Right, exactly. Right. There's not a no, but it's just because women were boiled down to literally being a mom, breeding machines, and moms, yeah. and we have no worth outside of that. Yes, when really it's like I think, and like I, I called uh my cousin this morning. She's she's even more, and I I don't like saying this, but like she's even more like progressive than I am, which yeah. like is pretty freaking hard to say. And like I called like my sibling, <laughs> <laughs> I called like my sibling this morning, and I like. It was asking them about like the same question. And I was like, you both agree that being on OnlyFans as a woman, as long as you're not being exploited, like yes. if, if you are not being basically pimped out by someone else or a production team, like you yeah. are, you know, your own individual person, your own boss, you know, whatever, girl boss um, on OnlyFans, you agree that this is like one of the most feminist things you can do, right? Like yeah. you are taking something that you have been shamed for your entire since the moment you were born, yeah. your sexuality, your body. Your like your literal sexual organs, yeah, and you're taking it and you're flipping the narrative, yes, and you're making money off of yeah. it in an unshameful way. Playboy was trying to claim that they were feminists, but really they were. It was men exploiting women, exactly. So it is it it is boiled down to the fact that a woman is making it all like she's doing it all herself. She's not. Yeah, there's no one behind the scenes forcing her mm-hmm. or persuading her mm-hmm. or taking a cut. Mm-hmm. It's just a woman by herself or with her friends. Right. Creating her own content and be- being the sole beneficiary of that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Right. The second uh, like a man enters. Yeah. 
and takes a cut or is forcing or persuading or pushing right that's when it's like this is no yeah or even another woman because like there are like you know women i i I, like i feel like pimps is like so outdated but like there are like women that's what it is yeah people that are like controlling other girls really upset that he can't get comfortable i'm sorry please um but yeah i I was like you agree like this is amazing like this is incredible like we are taking advantage of what people have shamed us for our entire lives and we are making not only a living off of it but like an amazing income yeah man if you're so disgusted by it stop subscribing exactly yeah yeah and again they men those men love porn they just don't want women benefiting from it oh and they hate that they have to pay for it yeah sorry sorry <laughs> sucks you suck. don't get it for free bro yeah so i don't know i was i was i was very proud of this girl's response like literally the fact that he was like but when you do have kids they're good well they can cry in their ferrari i was like go off i love it yeah and he just like has nothing to say at that point because what, once he realized that it was like he wasn't getting under her skin he wasn't affecting her he wasn't like you know changing her mind at all he basically was like Ugh. and like did yeah. the man thing of like switching subjects and yeah you know, whatever but i was like that was bomb yeah good job yeah yeah all right uh before we move on let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today sponsor sponsor so good news all right so four indigenous colombian children were found alive in the jungle after five weeks of being lost in the jungle after they were in a plane crash Take that all in. No, say, how old were they? Uh, they ranged from 12 months old up to 13 years old. How many were there? Four? Four of them. They were 13, 9, 4, and 12 months old. And how? They, they were in a plane crash. Okay, so um, they were in a, like, single-engine plane. They were trying to, with their mom. So it was a pilot, their mom. One other adult, they, I don't think, I haven't seen who they came forward and said who it was, but it wasn't like the dad. It was a pilot, a mom, and then her four children, okay? And they were in this single engine plane just basically trying to like city hop real quick over the jungle. And the pilot, about like a, a little ways into the flight, the pilot declared that there was an engine failure. And so he tried to land the plane as best he could, but they were over the jungle. Yeah, and, in trees and stuff. Yeah, and so the plane ended up crashing. The mom and the pilot died, they believe, instantly on impact. And the four kids survived. All of that them. That is crazy. Right. So it took them two weeks. It took military ops two weeks to even find the crash in the first place. Because this is not like a, a high-tech airplane where, like, they track radar and they yeah. can send SOS signals. It's, it's like, like a black box happening. Exactly. It's literally like someone's airplane. Yeah. <laughs> like that, you know, like Tony down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they knew these kids went missing because they're, a lot of their family members knew they were on this flight and then they never landed where they were supposed to. Yeah. And so they alerted the authorities immediately. They sent out military ops to try and find them and found them two weeks to even find the plane like remnants. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they found the mom and the pilot. But then they didn't find the four kids. And this other random human passed? Uh, yeah, yeah. They said there was three adults and four kids. Okay. But I haven't seen who the third was. Um, but the other adult didn't make it? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just the four children that survived. Yeah. And they knew this because, like, obviously, like, their bodies weren't on the plane with, like, yeah. the rest of the people. And when they started searching the area, they brought in, like, a bunch of, like, search dogs and, you know, yeah. all these, like, big high-up military people. They were finding little traces of, like, things the kids scavenged from the plane to, like, help them survive. Oh. Like, they found, like, a empty baby bottle, like, 10 feet away. And then if they went, like, another, excuse me, like, 800 feet, they found, like, 
uh, a used diaper and like oh wow so basically they were following this breadcrumb of trails of items these kids were taking with them to try and survive and like the cool uh, I don't want to say cool thing like the amazing thing about this that I really think like and a lot of people think helped them survive is obviously they are indigenous children that grew up in the jungle yeah so they knew like what they could forage for they knew like they had to build shelter they knew what animals to avoid like yeah they knew to stay quiet at night like to avoid predators so like because they grew up in the area yeah they you know were able to do this I would have lasted one hour yes I would have been like, this is it. This is the end. The I would have just gotten eaten alive by bugs. Yeah. The search helicopter already would have been coming. And I'd be like, this is it. Just go back. Yeah. There's no hope. Yeah. <laughs> so a military rescue squad tracked the children by following a sparse trail of thrown away items that the kids had taken with them from the plane into the forest. These items included a baby bottle, hair scrunchies, scissors, and plastic wrapping. The kids were 13, 9, 4, and 1. And uh, they managed to survive over a month in the jungle. They found shelter and food to eat. And when they were found, the only thing that was wrong with them, besides like being very psychologically traumatized, um, was they were just dehydrated. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. A one-year-old. Like, and, and like it has been attributed like the 13-year-old who was the yeah, oldest sibling. Obviously. Was taking care of all of them. Yeah. But like... Oh, my God. To survive a plane crash and then to be lost in the jungle for over a I month. I mean, that is a really sad story. But also, I don't know if it's good news. I want to say it's a really sad story with incredible people in it. Yes. Well, I've, and then being found is And then being found, yes. Yeah. But like. But like, yeah. That's that's like a movie. Oh, yeah. literally the comments under like under this were like, how long until Lifetime puts a bid in on yes. this? <laughs> Seriously. That's insane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you, do we have time for two or just one? I don't know. It depends how fast you talk. Oh, God. And how much I interrupt you. <sighs> okay. Um, this was an article that I saw on Good News Network, and it is talking about how a Nepali veteran who lost both of his legs in Afghanistan after he stepped on an IED, um, which is like an explosion device. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's become the first. Okay. Prepare. He has become the first double above knee amputee to successfully climb mount everest so he doesn't have his legs from the knees down and he climbed mount everest i don't even want to walk to the bathroom by myself sometimes and he freaking climbed mount everest that man is very headstrong oh yeah yeah so his name is and i'm i'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong um hari buddha magar he reached the top at 3 p.m. two Fridays ago. And after starting the climb over a month ago on April 17th, um, thir- and he started on April 17th because that was 13 years to the day since he lost his legs in the explosion. And he said, I grew up in Nepal up to age 19, and I saw how the disabled people were treated in those remote villages. Many people still think that disability is a sin of a previous life, and you are a burden of the earth. I believe this myself because this is what I saw and how I grew up. And he went on to admit that he tried to um, take his own life a number of times, but eventually decided to go the opposite route and climb Mount Everest instead. So (laughs) what's the opposite of trying to end myself? Climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Listen, boss move. I'm for it. So and he said he had to fight a bunch of legal battles because you have to have um, I was going to say permission forms. You have to have 
through the government. You have to get um like a license. Yeah. To climb out Everest. Yes, I know that. Yes. That's yeah. True. Um, and they weren't giving it to him because I mean, to be fair, I don't want him dying. Yeah, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. When people get stuck on Mount Everest or die on Mount Everest, a lot of times they leave the bodies. Yeah, it's hard to get to them. We've talked about that before. It costs so much money yeah. to retrieve the bodies, like a ridiculous amount of money. So you do, I, I get why they did that because like the chances of a double leg amputee getting up Mount Everest and getting back down is slim. Yeah, Like that was a freaking risk. Um, And so they didn't want to have to like shell out the money for like a rescue mission. But he fought them and they finally gave it to him. And according to Good News Network, he used a variety of interchangeable prosthetics for the climb, which included some equipment with ice spikes and others with mountaineering boots attached. So he had like different legs, different legs that he put on for different situations. Dope. Yeah. And completing the mission, uh, Buddha says he wants to return to the spot in Afghanistan where he lost his legs in order to say thank you, because if he still had his legs, he would have never climbed Everest and tackled this feat. That's amazing. That was some good news. Yeah. I think we'll end on that one. Okay. I like that one. I like that. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want us to tickle your fancy with another fun news story, let us know below. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Just subscribe. That's the end of this. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Internet. Please make sure to like and follow our podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening to it on. And make sure to follow us at Podcast ATI on Twitter, where you can ask questions and get the latest updates on our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and this has been All Things Internet. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.